Welcome to Zichudav Siman Member by Avram Goldhai and today we're in Sukkah, Daf Lamedal, the third parak, Lulav Hagazel. So the three topics we're going to focus on. Number one, it was taught in the Brisa, Arve Nacho Hagedelos Ahanacho Pratlatzasafa Hagedelo Beinaharim. The term brook willows refers to arabos that grow by a brook. Excluded, therefore, is the tzatzafa, which grows among the mountains. Rabbi Zer said, which pasuk demonstrates that tzatzafa is not considered an arava? Kachamayim Rabim Tzatzafa Samo. He took that which grows on abundant waters and set it up as tzatzafa. Rush explains that Shem provided the Jewish people the opportunity to be as lush as an arava, but they allowed themselves to be like a tzatzafa. Clearly, this indicates that tzatzafa is an inferior species, which is not included in the category of arava. The Gemara brings up rice that distinguishes between arava and tzatzafa. Arava, kanashala adom, ba'alashala mashuch, upiel chalak. The arava, its stem is red, and its leaf is elongated, and the edge of its leaf is smooth. Tzafzafa, kanashala lavan, va'alashala agul, upia domo The tzafzafa, its stem is white, the leaf is rounded, and the edge of its leaf is serrated like a sickle. Pointing to the next mission brings a malchokas regarding how many of each species must be taken. Rabbi Shmuel holds that one must take three adasim, two aravos, one luv, and one esrog. The hadasim are valid, afil shnaim ketumim ve'echod enu katum. Even if two are clipped and one is not clipped, Rabbi Tarfan says, They're valid even if all three are clipped. Rush explains that Rabbi Tarfan does not require Hadar for Hadassim. Rabbi Kiva says that just as only one Lulav and one Esrog are required, so too only one Hadas and one Arava are required. The Gemara brings a Bryson that elaborates on the mission and teaches that Rabbi Shmuel said, Pre-eats Hadar Echad. The Pasuk, the fruit of a Hadar tree, teaches that one Esrog is required amount. Kapos Tamarim Echad. The branches of day palms refers to one lulav. Rush explains that although the word kapos is plural, since it's written defectively without the letter vav, it can be read as a singular form. Anaf eitz avos shlosha, the three words of ashuda the plated tree alludes to three hadasim, arve nacho shtaim, and brook willows refers to two aravos. And point number three, in the same brice, Rebbe Lezer said, that it might be thought that the esrog should be tied together with the other three species in one bundle. To counter this thought, Rebbe Lezer asks, does the Pasuk say, preates hadar vekapos tamarim, with which the vav of vekapos would connect the hadar tree to the branches of day palms? No, it says kapos without the connecting letter vav. This teaches that the esrog is not bundled with the other species. And from where do we know that the dal meaning are essential to each other? Rashi explains that if one takes only three of the four meaning, he has completely failed to fulfill the mitzvah. The Torah therefore states, and you shall take, which indicates that it should be a complete taking. Rashi explains that Rabbi Lezer expounds as and you shall take completely. So once again, the three points are, number one, it was taught in a b'risa, arve nacho gedeo nacho, the term brook willows refers to aravas that grow by a brook, excluded therefore is the tzatzafa, which grows among the mountains. Rabbi Zer said, which pasuk demonstrates that tzatzafa is not considered an arava? Kakamayim rabim tzatzafa samo. He took that which grows in abundant waters and set it up as tzatzafa. Rashi explains that Hashem provided the Jewish people the opportunity to be as lush as an arava, but they allowed themselves to be like a tzatzafa. Clearly, this indicates that tzatzava is an inferior species, which is not included in the category of arava. The Gemara brings a bright that distinguishes between an arava and tzatzava. Arava, kanashala adom, ma'aleshala mashu, kupia chalak. The arava, its stem is red, and its leaf is elongated, and the edge of its leaf is smooth. Tzatzava, kanashala lavan, ma'aleshala agul, kupia domo 
The tzapsifa, its stem is white, its leaf is rounded, and the edge of its leaf is serrated like a sickle. Point number two, the next mission brings about focus tonight regarding how many of each species must be taken. Rabbi Shmuel holds that one must take three adasim, two arabas, one lulav, and one esrog. The hadasim are valid, a few shnaim ketumim, ve'echad enu katum. Even if two are clipped and one is not clipped. Rabbi Tarfan says, a few shloshnam ketumim. They are all valid, even if all three are clipped. Rashi explains that Rabbi Tarfan does not require hadar for hadasim. Rekiva says that just as only one luv and one esrog are required, so too only one hadas and one arava are required. The Gemara brings up Bryce that elaborates on the mission and teaches that Rabbi Shmuel said, pre-eats hadar, the pasuk, the fruit of a hadar tree, teaches that one esrog is a required amount. Kapos tamarim, the branches of day palms, refers to one luv. Rashi explains that although the word kapos is plural, since it's written defectively without the letter vav, it can be read as a singular noun. Anav eitz avos shosha, the three words of a shoot of the plated tree, alludes to three adasim, arve nachoshtaim, and brook wills refers to two arabos. And point number three, in the same brace where Belezer said, that it might be thought that the esrog should be tied together with the other three species in one bundle. To counter this thought, Rabbi Lezer asked, does the Pasuk say pre-eats hadar v'kapos tamarim? With which the vav of v'kapos would connect the hadar tree to the branches of day palms? No, it says kapos without the connecting letter vav. This teaches that the esrog is not bundled with the other species. And from where do we know that the Dal meaning are ma'ak of one another? Rashi explains that if one takes only three of the four meaning, he has completely failed to fulfill the mitzvah. The Torah therefore states, and you shall take, which indicates that it should be a complete taking. Rashi explains that Rabbi Lezer expounds the as tam, and you shall take completely. All right, so now we go to our Simfer Daf Lamed and our standard simon is a ladder. A ladder. So here goes. The ladder covered in white stemmed and rounded leaf tzatzafa with serrated edges had three hadassim on the third rung, two aravas on the second rung, and a luv on the first rung, with the esrog all alone on the side. Once again, in slow motion. The ladder, ladder, that must be more on duff, lamadalad. The ladder covered in white stemmed and rounded leaf tzatzafa with serrated edges, which reminds us the term arve nach refers to aravos that grow by a brook and exclude Satsafa, which grow among the mountains. The more brings a bryce that distinguishes between a rava and Satsafa. The rava, its stem is red, and its leaf is elongated, and the edge of its leaf is smooth. The Satsafa, its stem is white, its leaf is rounded, and the edge of its leaf is serrated, like a sickle. So, the latter covered in white-stemmed and rounded leaf, Satsafa, with serrated edges, had three adasim on the third rung, two aravas on the second rung, and a luv on the first rung. Which reminds us, the next mission brings about focus to regarding how many of each species must be taken. Rabbi Shmuel holds that one must take three adasim, two aravas, one luv, and one esrog. Rabbi Kiva says that just as only one luv and one esrog are required, so too only one hadas and one arava are required. A Bryce states that Rabbi Shmuel said, pre-eats hadar teaches that one esrog is a required amount. Kapos Tamar refers to one luv, since kapos is written without the vav. The three words of anav eats avos allude to the three hadasim, and arve refers to two aravos. So the latter covered in white stemmed and rounded leaf tzatzafa with serrated edges had three adasim on the third rung, two arabas on the second rung, and a luv on the first rung, with the esrog all alone on the side. Which reminds us, in the same brace of Rebbe said that one might have thought that the esrog should be tied together with the other three species in one bundle. Since the Pasuk says pre eats hadar, Kapus tomorrow, and without the connecting letter Vav, this teaches that the Esrog is not bundled with the other species. And how do we know that the Dalad Minim are Ma'ak of one another? That if one takes only three of the four Minim, he has completely failed to fulfill the mitzvah? The Torah therefore teaches, And you shall take, which indicates that it should be a complete taken. Rashi explains that Rabbi Yezir expounds as, And you shall take completely. So once again.
The latter covered in white stemmed and round leafed Safsifa with serrated edges, had three Adasim on the third rung, two Aravas on the second rung, and a Luv on the first rung, with the Esrog all alone on the side. Our now sign for a four block back Hazara. Daflamid, so the Simmer Daflamid is a Molamid, or a Rebbe. So here goes. The Rebbe, Rebbe, that must be warned of Lamid, Malamid. The Rebbe riding on a lame goat who made sure all his Talmudim paid the toll, which reminds us that the source for a mitzvah of Baba Abir comes from a comparison of the Pusik that links stolen offerings to lame ones, just as a lame animal cannot be repaired as the blemish renders it permanently unfit to be offered, so too a stolen offering cannot be repaired, and it makes no difference whether it's before Yeish or after Yeish. The more then brings the mush of a king paying his own tolls to serve as an example to travelers to not avoid the tolls, when the nimshal being that Hashem wants Yin to learn from him to distance themselves from theft. So the Rebbe riding on a lame goat who made sure all his Talmudim paid the toll got stopped by cops searching for stone who loving being used on the second day of Sukkot, which reminds us that the Gemara brings Rabbi Yitzhak Bar Nachmani who said in the name of Shmuel that a stone lulav is only possible on the first day of Yantav, but on the second day of the Chag and thereafter the rule is that since a person can be Yotze with a bold lulav, he can be Yotze with a stone one. But she explains that Rabbi Yitzhak Bar Nachmani holds that the only reason a stone lulav cannot be used on the first day is the Torah's requirement that it be his own property. Just as on the second day he may use a borrowed lulav, he may use a stolen one. So the Rebbe riding on a lame goat who made sure all his Talmudim paid the toll got stopped by cops searching for stolen loving being used on the second day of Sukkot, while a nearby merchant instructed Nachim to cut Hadassim twigs before giving them to him. Which reminds us of Huna's guidance to the dolled mini merchants regarding selling Hadassim, that they should let the Nachim cut the twigs themselves, since Nachim generally steal the land in which the Hadassim trees grow, the Karka and in Exelis, but land cannot be stolen. This way the Yesh Balim will be in the Nachri's hands, and the Shinui Rishus will be in the merchant's hands. Daflamidolf, so the Sim Daflamidolf is the law we use a judge. So here goes. The woman screaming at the judge, judge, that must be more Daflamidolf, the law. The woman screaming at the judge sitting in the sukkah made from wood, she claimed was stolen, which reminds us that Abraisa stated, If one stole pieces of wood and made a sukkah with them, all agree that the original owner has the right to receive only the value of the wood, and the robber may keep the sukkah. And the Gemara brings an incident of the elderly woman who screamed at Rav Nachman, who was sitting in a sukkah made of wood that was stolen from her, and he told her that all she gets is the Dimeitzim. So the woman screaming at the judge sitting in the sukkah made from wood she claimed was stolen became enraged when he gave her a dry lulav and an old esrog as compensation and told her they were kosher. Which reminds us it was taught in a Bryce Yavish puzzle, Rabbi Yudah Maksher. A dry lulav is puzzle, but Rabbi Yudah's Maksher, Rava said that the Malchuk pertains to a lulav, but not to the esrog. The Rabban Sabre Makshin Lulav the Esrog, for the Rabban hold that we make a hekish between the Lulav and the Esrog as follows. Ma Esrog by Hadar, Afulav by Hadar. Just as the Esrog requires beauty, so to the Lulav requires beauty, whereas Rabbi Yudah holds that we do not make the hekish and the Lulav does not require beauty. Rava continued, however, concerning the Esrog, everybody agrees it requires beauty. The Gemara refutes this on the fact that Rabbi Yudah is Makshir, an old Esrog. So the woman screaming at the judge sitting in the sukkah made from wood, she claimed was stolen, became enraged when he gave her a dry lulav and an old esrog as compensation, and told her they were kosher, and not to worry that the lulav was split. Which reminds us, the Mishan Daf Chavtez Amabey stated in Niktam Roshul Puzzle, if the lulav's top is clipped off, it's puzzle. Rav Huna said they only taught this concerning the case where the top is actually clipped off, of Nistak Kasher. But if it was merely split, the lulav is kosher. When a Bryce was brought that says a split lulav is puzzle, or Papa answered the Bryce refers to the case where the lulav was made like a hymnak. Rashi explains the Bryce is not referring to a lulav whose leaves have split open, but rather to a lulav that grew in the shape of a hymnak, which is a metal tool used by sofring that is forked at one end. If the lulav grew in the shape, it appears to have two spines with the leaves reaching in opposite directions. Such a lulav is puzzle, but a 
Lulav, who leaves his foot open, is kosher. Daflam base. So the Simmer Daflam base is a mad scientist in a lab. So here goes. The mad scientist working in a sukkah lab. Mad scientist in a lab? That must mean we're on Daf Lamed Beis. The mad scientist working in a sukkah lab on developing a species of lulav where the tumus never split, which reminds us, Rabbi Papa asks, what the halacha is in a case where the tumus is split all the way down to the spine so that the top of the spine is split. The Gemara gives two different versions of what Rabbi Yochanan said in the name of Rabbi Shubin Levi, one suggesting that the tumus is kosher, whereas if it was removed, it'd be puzzle. The other one saying that a split tumus is as if it's removed. So the mad scientist working in a sukkah lab on developing a species of lulav where the tumus never split ended up producing a mutant thorny lulav, which reminds us, Ravina said to Ravashi, on what basis do we know that kapos tamarim requires us to take a lulav, which is the pliant palm branch whose leaves hug its spine? So a number of alternatives are suggested which are rejected, one being that the Gemara has the Kufra, but say the puzzle refers to a palm shoot, which is a branch that is one or two years old and has begun to harden, but the stems protruding from it still can be bent back and tied to it. Abai said, Its ways are pleasantness and all its pathways are peace. But she explains that since a palm shoot has thorny projections, it's unpleasant for one to hold. So the mad scientist working in a sukkah lab on developing a species of lulav where the tumors never split ended up producing a mutant thorny lulav that was plated like a braid and looked more like a hadas. Which reminds us, it was taught in Bryce regarding identifying a hadas anav eitz avos sha'anafav chofim as eitzo. The term of shoot of the plated tree refers to a species whose shoots cover its branches, which is a hadas. Another Bryce has stated that the term shoot of the plated tree implies kalua can mean klia vidomu shalshelas, that the tree's leaves are plated like a braid and similar to an interlocking chain, and this is a reference to hadas. The grass, what's the case of a twig that's plated? And reviewed has said, it's where the leaves stand, tlasa tlasa tarpe vikina, in clusters of three on each base. Rav Ghana said, afil trevachad, even if they stand in pairs, with a third one overlapping each pair. Daf Lamed Gimel, so the simmer Daf Lamed Gimel is a peg-leg pirate. So here goes. The peg-leg pirate, peg-leg pirate, that must be run Daf Lamed Gimel. The peg-leg pirate who got angry after he clipped off the top of the hadas and saw a new bud begin to grow on Yantiv, which reminds us, Rabbi Yirmi asked what the luck is if the top of the hadas was clipped off before Yantiv and a date grew on it during Yantiv. Yesh dichwi ate some mitzvahs or woe. Is there a permanent rejection in regard to mitzvahs or not? The concept of dichwi, which applies in regard to kachim, is that once an object is disqualified from use in a specific service, it is permanently rejected, even if the reason for disqualification ceases to exist. The Gemara asks why Rabbi Yirmi is uncertain, since the case in Chulun regarding Kitsui Dam implies, Ein dichwi ate some mitzvahs. There is no permanent rejection in regard to mitzvahs. The Gemara said that Rabbi Yirmi was inquiring whether Ein dichwi ate some mitzvahs apply only to chumras, such as in the case of Kitsui Dam, or even what leads to a kula, such as the Hadas case. The Gemara leads it as a take, but later resolves part of the question. So the peg-leg pirate who got angry after he clipped off the top of the Hadas and saw a new bud begin to grow on Yantiv got distracted pulling off all its berries to eat. Which reminds us, the Gemara questions Rabbi Yezabur Shimon who holds that one may pluck berries off a Hadas on Yantiv. But one is thereby repairing a Kliyan Yantav. Ravashi answered that we're dealing with a case where one plucked the berries for the purpose of eating them. Rebbe Gezer Shimon holds like his father who said, Davish is mutter. When the Gemara objects, because Abai and Rebbe both said Rebbe Shimon concedes that one is chayv in a case of Sikresh Yamus, it answers that we're dealing with a case of De'ezli Hoshana Achrisi, where the person has another Hoshana with which he can do the mitzvah. Since it's irrelevant in whether this hadas is valid, plucking the berries is not considered a repair. So the peg-leg pirate got angry after he clipped off the top of the hadas and saw a new bud begin to grow on Yantiv, got distracted pulling off all its berries to eat, that a ship got grounded in a willow brook. Which reminds us, we learned many dinim of rubbers from the Pasuk of Arve Nachal. The term 
Brook Willows refers to a rabba that grow by brook. Another pshat is Sha'ale Shala, Mashul Chanacho, that's a type of rabba whose leaf is elongated like a brook. And the plural form of Arve Nacho teaches that rabbas are not only kosher if they grow by a brook, but they're also kosher if they grow in fields and mountains. And Abba Shul said Arve Shtaim, the plural form of a rabbas implies two rabbas are required, one for the Luv and the other one for the Mikdash to encircle the Mizbeach with the rabbas each day of Sukkot. The Rabban hold that the mitzvah of rabbas in the Mikdash is halacha, Lamoshim Misinai. All right, that concludes today's shear. This is Rabbi Avram Golden Zichur. Wishing you a great day and great learning.